All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome in hip-hop artist Bachelor. What is up, man? Are you doing all right? I'm doing good, Brad. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Well, we're definitely honored to have you on board. you got a lot of things going on. I guess I want to talk about this single you got. Um, and fitting, you're, you're, you're a Los Angeles Dodgers fan, so I guess I want to um, say congratulations on a great season, and I'm sorry you didn't make it all the way across the finish line. Uh, thank you, Brad. Yeah, I'm, uh, my voice, normally I got a little bit more energy, but last night was a, was a tough night. We had a great season. I think uh, if you ask any Dodger fans, we probably had expected to get the win last night, but, you know, the Houston Astros played really, really well, and the Dodgers had a great season, and it looks like we have a really bright future ahead of us. So, you know, it's nothing to hang your head on if you're a Dodger fan. Uh, I'm excited already. I wish next year was here already. But, yeah. you know, uh, we bleed blue, win or lose. That's what it comes down to. So I'm, I'm proud to call myself a Dodger fan, and I'm happy because this was the first time in my lifetime that I've really been able to experience, you know, them being in the World Series. And it was definitely one that I'll never forget. Yeah, I think the last time the Dodgers won a World Series is like in the 1980s, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, 1988 was our last World Series, and uh, I was three years old. I don't remember anything. Wow. So, for, for me, in my memory, this was my first one. So, you know, uh, we're itching at the bit. And the cool thing was, too, we've never, and the Dodgers have a really, a really special history, but there's never been a Game 7 at Dodger Stadium. Oh, wow. Last night was the first one, and that made it even more electric. It's just the outcome we wish was a little different. <laughs> you know, it's kind of it's, it's kind of crazy you say that because I grew up during the Tommy Lasorda era. I'm, I'm older than you are, and it's kind of crazy as good as a run the Dodgers had with Lasorda's era that they never had a Game 7 there. It was a hell of a series, though. I mean, I, I stayed up really late a lot watching these games. Great, man. I think it broke a record for the most home runs in a World Series, too. I think it did. I think it did. And that's cool, too, because, you know, uh, I don't think chicks are the only ones that dig the long ball. If you like baseball, you like to see home runs. Exactly. There's a lot of home runs in this World Series. It really was, man. All right, so I want to talk about the single you wrote, basically like a Dodgers anthem, uh, Bleed Blue. Obviously, you're a massive Dodgers fan, so, so talk a little bit about this song, Bleed Blue. Dodgers at 15, we're about to win the ring, and you know what's cool, it was catchy, we went down to the stadium, 
2016, we did Bleed Blue, and Bleed Blue got a lot of a lot of hits. Uh, a lot of Dodger fans liked it. And so when 2017 came around, and I'm at this point, you know, in my own uh, career, deciding what I'm going to do with music, I've been talking to some local artists, and I had the opportunity to get Mr. Criminal, who is a well-respected, well-known L.A. rapper, and Glasses Malone, another well-respected and L.A. rapper, and we came up with a Bleed Blue 2017. Uh, we made it, you know, the unofficial Dodgers anthem. Uh, they were able to play it a little bit at the stadium this season, which oh, nice. was a dream come true. Uh, we did the video uh, around and inside the stadium. So yeah, Bleed Blue 2017, and uh, I really was hoping that we were going to ride the wave of the song all the way to uh, winning the World Series, but hey, we came close. But yeah, and it's a really cool song because having Glasses Malone and Mr. Criminal on it, I didn't just have them, I was blessed to have them on the song, but I didn't look at it like, oh wow, I just got two famous guys that are doing this song with me. The cool part is, they're actually really, really, really big Dodger fans. Oh, yeah. Criminal, I know, did a couple of the World Series games. Glasses is diehard. You listen to Glasses' uh, verse, I love it because he's making references back to when they were in Brooklyn. And uh, so it was cool doing a song with these guys, taking something I'd done in 2016, and then actually putting it out there. We put it on iTunes, Spotify, the video, the whole deal. And, uh, you know, having it feel like it was some sort of Dodgers anthem with three guys that just really love the Dodgers. That's great, man. So, you know, and it's really important that they had that same passion and fire um, as you did because because of the fact that they're big Dodgers fans um, so where do you go from here with it I know I know you mentioned maybe next year you know so you got another run at it um, and have you had any any of the players anybody like reach out to you on Twitter or anything talking about it uh, a lot of people within the organization really respected uh, last, when I did last year's version it's kind of unfortunate because Grant Dayton and Howie Kendrick, who are two players who uh, are no, they were, they're no longer with the team as, as I speak, but they had really liked the original Bleed Blue, and uh, Howie uh, was going to make it his walk-up song this year, oh. but unfortunately Howie got traded to Washington, so <laughs> that kind of sucks. Oh, like, man. I said, I guess, I, guess, I guess you won't be taking Bleed Blue with you to Washington. I told him in our little conversation. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, this year the, the uh, really a lot of the fans, man, came out more than ever and gave it a lot of love and gave it a lot of life. The video, if uh, I encourage everybody to watch the video on YouTube, but I was able to get some of the super fans to come out in the video. Like uh, you got Dodger baseball head, and this is a guy who spends two to three hours every game just getting his uh, his his makeup ready in his face to go out and just energize the crowd. Doesn't get paid a penny. Wow. He just goes out there and, and does it. You got Mariachi Loco in the video, Weenie Dog, all guys that I look up to as a, as, as, a, uh, as a fan because these are the guys that you see there all the time. So to me, the love that they gave me was just as on par as the love that I got from, you know, Dayton and Kendrick. And in terms of other player involvement, we weren't able to get the song this year's song out towards the latter portion of the season. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping this off season, um, because I love the team, I'm thinking about going to uh, spring training. 
Uh, I've never been, so I'd like to go to spring training and see what that's all about, have the opportunity to meet some of them and to be able to spread, uh, you know, to spread some of that bleed blue spirit in the song within the organization and start whole. Because I know 2018, the way we lost now and knowing the way that these guys are and watching them on a daily basis, I'm sure right now you got Clayton Kershaw, Justin Turner, all the guys facing themselves. You know what? We're going to be ready for 2018 because, man, we have unfinished business. So that's how you have to look at it now as a Dodger fan, and that's how I'm looking at it with the song. And, you know, I just want to keep uh, keep pushing that as well as working on other music. We're working on some other stuff with uh, Glasses Malone and uh, Nocturnal and just hoping to see where the, where the music takes me because at the end of the day, just like I love Dodgers, I, I love to rap. And uh, that's why I'm here right now. And, you, and I read in your bio that you started rapping about 15 years ago, um, and it may be a little bit longer yeah. now. I'm not sure how old your bio is, but what was it that that inspired you to get involved in hip hop? Uh, I would probably say the the main main thing that got me into wanting to rap was being seven, 16, 17 years old, and I took a real liking to Master P. Um, I loved the fact that Master P to me would come out with the most creative music. You could get a CD from P every Tuesday, No Limit Records. I just love the way they put their albums out, the the graphics that they put back then. A lot of the stuff I think that, that artists emulate today, but P to me was a hustler. I love the sound. I just, I liked how he did things, and it made me want to rap. And then back in the day, I would always look forward to going on Tuesdays if I couldn't afford to buy the album that P might drop, whether it be Ham or Sea Murder or Silk, I'd always look forward to buying the singles at Warehouse that you could get from No Limit, whether it be Make Them Say Uh or I Miss My Homies for $1.99, and you get that two, uh, two or three songs on it, and one of them would always be the instrumental. So I'd listen to Make Them Say Uh over and over, or I Miss My Homies over and over, and then put the instrumentals on, and me and my friends would just want to rap. And seeing P's drive and how successful he was and liking his music, it made me delve into listening to other artists and just getting appreciation for rap, and it's never gone away. And so now as I'm older, I realize, well, hey, if I want to make a career out of this, there's probably some things that I should start doing that that maybe I should have started a long time ago. But, um, you know, I'm here now, and I'm enjoying myself with the Dodgers thing. It really felt like a dream because I'd never put something out on this level and then to have a song come out to be about something that I love probably, you know, just as much as anything, being the Dodgers and to hear yourself rapping. It's pretty cool. But yeah, if I had somebody to thank as far as influences, I'd say number one is probably Master P. And then you got Tupac and Eminem. I've always looked up to them. All Eyes on Me was the first... uh, the first album that I ever actually dissected and listened to, you know, both CDs and Eminem's he was always just a great lyricist. And going up through high school, I thought he was one of the best. But but yeah, that's about it. High school's when it all started, and and good old Master P, he he got me the bug. It just never went away. But when did you know you that you could rap? Because not not anybody can rap. I mean, I tried rapping one time a long time ago. And within five seconds, I had I knew right away. I had no I had no earthly I had no earthly reason to ever try it again because that was horrible. So, like, when did you know you could do it? I bet if I heard you, I'd probably give you props. 
Everybody that tells me that always ends up sounding better than they said. But oh, no, no, trust me. I started, <laughs> <laughs> I started rapping and, 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 and just writing when I, when I went, like, felt comfortable with this high school. And I don't think people thought it was too cool. I think they, brought, they thought it was pretty silly. But deep down inside, I've always felt I would write poetry and stuff as a kid, and I thought my poetry was pretty good. And then senior year in high school, I finally got the courage to be like, screw it, I'm going to enter a, a talent show. And we didn't win the talent show, but, uh, you know, people people were like, wow, okay, you know, you can actually rap, and uh, you can actually do this. And that's what kept me, it kind of kept me going, the encouragement that I would get. And I always knew all along, not that I'm cocky or anything, but I always thought I was halfway decent. Mm -hmm. And then having done it now for so long and just being, being a fan of music and rap and hip-hop, I think it's allowed me to kind of be a more evolved artist now to where even I don't have all the experience dealing with the business elements of this, which, which is also a completely learning curve. Oh, yeah. I feel as a rapper, I'm... Uh, even though I might be kind of new to the game, I almost feel sometimes that there's a lot of things I've picked up over the years that are helping me here now as I try to make music and put it out to where people might want to listen to it. So what what is uh, this moniker, Normal Not Allowed? What is that all about? Normal Not Allowed, it just came a couple years ago, really, when... I was getting used to the whole social media thing, trying to, I never was much of a social media guru or whatever, but figuring out that social media is such a big part of how you market your music and whatever, and I was sitting there with a friend who was uh, sort of guiding me at the time, he's like, we gotta come up with something that you can identify yourself with on Instagram, you know, like uh, a tag. And we were just playing around at the time, going through stuff, and I said, well, normal not allowed. To, to me, it kind of uh, it kind of fits because I've always felt this myself as a bit unorthodox, maybe even a bit weird, a bit different. And when I was younger, uh, I might have even been a little bit hesitant to embrace that element, that that element of being weird or that element of just being a little different. But now, as I'm older, you know, you kind of come into your own, and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with being a little different, being a little weird, being a little outside of the box. And I felt now, with where we're at, just seeing society, what little I see and what little I experience, the idea of being able to be like, hey, normal not allowed, I'm different, it's okay, it's okay to be different. And I just felt it would fit, it fits for me, and it's something that I hope would resonate with other people. And as I make more music, I hope to uh, continue on with the moniker, the theme of Normal Not Allowed. And as we put the the, uh, the album out, which I'm hoping comes out in July, it will be titled Normal Not Allowed by Bad. Oh, nice. <laughs> and and, um, and you said you want you're, you're looking at a projected release date when? We're looking in July. We're looking at having the single. We're doing a single and a video to hopefully come out first week of December and then have the album come out sometime in July. But uh, no dates yet. We were waiting with the Dodgers saying there were some things that we had lined up, had the Dodgers won the World Series. Unfortunately, that didn't, you know, come yeah. to fruition. But yeah, we're moving forward with the single for the first week of December, and then the album uh, hopefully sometime in July. Are you going to put Bleed Blue on the album, or is that on, on, on the previous one? 
on the album, definitely. I yeah. Mean, we were going back to work with that, but with the way that the Dodgers performed and just the reception that it got, I definitely want to put that on the album. And yeah. having Glasses, uh, I want to shout out Glasses Malone because uh, he, uh, I really had not known Glasses other than our, our communication back and forth as Dodgers fans and him hearing last year's Bleed Blue, but Glasses Malone has been such a huge encouragement to me just as an artist and helping me figure out, you know, you know what you should do and shouldn't do as an artist. So yeah, Glasses has been one of my biggest supporters, and uh, yeah, he'll, we'll have Bleed Blue on the album because we Bleed Blue year round, even when hey, the Dodgers yeah. aren't playing. Right now, I can tell you, I'm already ready for uh, opening day. <laughs> there you go. Spoken like a true fan right there. I love it. Um, so how much performing do you do live? Do you do, do you do a lot of gigging? Do you get out there on stage quite a bit? Uh, I would like to get out there more. Just recently I've started doing little local venues, little okay. local parties, especially with the Dodgers song. Yeah. Uh, invite, L.A. loves to party. So thankfully uh, I was able to perform Bleed Blue at a lot of Dodger events nice. throughout the playoffs. And we'll want to transition that in with doing more music to where Bleed Blue and songs from the upcoming album. But yeah, definitely an experience because up until uh, up until this past year, I hadn't had the most performing experience. So I'm thankful for Bleed Blue and just Dodger fans around LA that took a liking to the song, giving me the opportunity to come, you know, to their, in, in some cases, some people's houses, open up their doors and just perform Bleed Blue. It felt like for family. Because it's all Dodger fans, so it's been a great experience, and it's been great for me as an artist to give me the performing experience that will hopefully uh, continue to grow as I put out more music. That's great, man. It's a good plan. Um, so, what about where do you, where where do you want to see your career in? I don't know, three, four, five years. Where do you want to be in three or four or five years with your career? Man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one because as as we interview now, I work. I work full time with the county, and I have a nice job with the county. But I love music, right? And so right now, it's almost like I'm at a turning point. I would love to make music my career, and from three years from now, I, lo I would love to be able to, you know, be on tour, just putting out putting out albums as an artist, and that's my ultimate goal. And I'd love to see myself there. At the same time, I'm fortunate to have a job where I've had the flexibility to be able to do some of these things and. You know, I love helping people and working as, uh, as an eligibility worker for the county. That's exactly what you do. You assist people in need. But I've also felt with music that I'm able to assist people and bring people up because, you know, you make music and people let you into their lives with uh, your voice. And it's a pretty humbling feeling. So hopefully three years from now I'll be able to say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something that I love. And I love what I do now working for the county, but I absolutely love making music. And so either or, three years from now, I'm hoping that I'm doing something like I'm doing now. Hopefully taking this music to the next level. We'll see. Maybe having to tell the county part-time work, maybe just part-time, because yeah. I'll be on tour. But yeah, the goal definitely is to continue on taking this music to the next level and uh, hoping, hoping that the platforms just get bigger and people continue to be as supportive and receptive as they have been thus far. Yeah, man, good stuff. All right, before I let you go, I am curious about your 
your stage name, I guess, Bachelor. What's the what's the meaning behind it? Is it, is it just as simple as it sounds? Are you a bachelor, or what, uh, what, what's it about? <laughs> it is simple uh, in certain respects. Uh, I am single, and I always seem to be single. I don't know why that is, ladies. I don't. I just don't know why. But my <laughs> last name is actually Bachelor as well. Ah, gotcha. So the, com- the combination of the two always just seems to work. If uh, you, if you notice the spelling, it's with a T. Yeah. Oftentimes I'll get I'll get. Do you know you're spelling this wrong, or do you know that uh, you spelled bachelor incorrectly? And then when I tell people, well, it's actually my last name, and that's how it's spelled. <laughs> it's definite, uh, definite com- conversation starter. But yeah, that's where the whole bachelor came from, and it's just stuck. And uh, I've always liked it. I, it's uh, it's one of those things, especially too. If uh, you don't have much to say and then somebody sees your last name, it always seems to be good to start a conversation. Yeah, good point. All right, man, so before I let you go, and I, and I want to, again, thank you for coming on the show. Um, before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to share with all the listeners out there your social sites, if you have a website, where they can buy your music, and the microphone is yours. Appreciate that. Thank you. Instagram, normal, not allowed. Please follow me there, uh, youtube.com slash normal not allowed. Bleed Blue is available on all platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, go there, SoundCloud, normal not allowed, and finally normalnotallowed.com. And if you follow me on Instagram, I'm on there every day. I'll be giving everybody updates with the, the new projects that's coming out, uh, clips, behind the scenes stuff. I try to be as active as possible because without... Without the audience, you know, I wouldn't really be able to, to continue doing this because I get the support from, from the people that watch. And thank you to, to everybody for that. And thank you for you to having me on the show. I really appreciate it. 